Hey guys, this is Mo Sider from the Detroit Red Wings. You guys listen to Lockdown Red Wings. You're Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Today is Wednesday, June 9th, 2021, and today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Uh, download the Locker Room app from the iOS app store and find one of our locker rooms at Locker Room, changing the way that we talk sports. Super fun episode for you guys today. Draft season rolls on, the draft profiles roll on, and we have got Dylan Griffin from McKean's Hockey, uh, analytics extraordinaire, very good Russian scout, uh, to talk a, a little bit of Russians. So we got Fedor Svechkov and Nikita Chibrikov uh, profiling them on today's episode. Super fun. Dylan's a great guy, very knowledgeable about the game, uh, does a very good job of combining the analytical and eye test approach. Uh, so we think you like what you guys are going to hear. I'm Nolan Bianchi. I've got Scotty Bentley with me. Scotty, what's going on, pal? How's it going? I'm going great, man. Going, uh, hopefully, barring rain, going to see some Tigers baseball tonight. So that'll be fun. Oh, first game of the season for you tonight. Yeah, first game since uh, since, since pre-COVID for me. So I'm pretty pretty excited about it. That's exciting. No wonder you seem you seem a little tense today. I'm not gonna lie. I'm like now it makes sense. You just got pregame jitters. It's like you're in the national anthem. You know, you're rocking back and forth. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Isak right. Paredes is back in the lineup. <laughs> I'm a little nervous. You know? Ooh, there we go. That's exciting. Was he starting yeah, third? Is. He is. Yeah, there he we is. Go. All right. Uh, good luck, Isak. Good luck, Scott. Hope hope you have a fun time tonight. I won't take you too much away from your Tigers. Go ahead, head out of here. We're going to cut right to the interview. Thank you so much for everybody who is tuning into today's episode. Draft season, as I mentioned at the top of the show, is continuing to roll on. We've got 8-2 Seltonen on Friday's show. We're going to talk some, some finished prospects. Uh, still not entirely sure what we got planned for tomorrow's show. Got to bring the brain trust together and figure that out. But uh, I can assure you that whatever it will be will be something that is uh, fun entertaining and gives you a better idea of what the Red Wings might look like going forward either this year or the next. Uh, so give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Red Wings. Subscribe to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you're listening to this and uh, go ahead and leave us a review. If you find that these draft profiles are helping you get ready for the draft, let us know in the reviews or tell us on Twitter. Any feedback is appreciated. I'm going to stop talking now. Dylan Griffin, uh, let's go. All right, we're here with Dylan Griffin from Elite Prospects, moving into some fun Russian players. Now we're going to be looking at a couple forwards. We got Fyodor Sveshkov, wing center from Lada Togliati, uh, and we are also taking a look at Nikita Chibrikov, uh, winger out of St. Petersburg. Let us start with uh, Chibrikov. 5'10", 172 pounds, ranked 24 on Dauber, 38 on Elite Prospects, 35 on McKean. He had a pretty good U18 tournament, led Russia in assists, and finished second in total points with 13. Uh, what do you like most about his recent U18 performance and, and kind of where do you have him uh, currently slated on your big board in terms of Russian prospects and then uh, overall prospects? Yeah, he had a good production-wise U18s, but I was still kind of not overly impressed with him. Um, he still needs to work on moving his feet uh, when he has the puck, but he has 
great skill, great skating ability, um, really projectable skating ability. Can like probably be an NHLer just based on that skating alone. But everything else needs work still. <laughs> uh, so uh, now, he, when you say projectable, that means uh, basically you can see this translating to the NHL. Correct. Yes. Okay, just clearing out for the people at home and myself. Yeah, he already looks like a really, really <laughs> good skater. <laughs> Basically. Excellent, excellent. Um, but he only lasted one game on the top line, and then he was moved down. Um, not that that's like a horrible thing. He was playing with, uh, he, he got to play with like Matt Mishkov instead. So mm-hmm. it's always fun. Yeah, probably um, worked out better for him in the end. Yeah, he was he was taking a lot of dumb penalties at like the start of the tournament. He got a five minute major first game or second game, I think. And then we got another one a few games later. Um, and overall, I just felt like the points didn't tell the story with him. Uh, the more I watched of him, the more I was kind of like, well, he's good, but is he like a first round player? Good. Yeah. Yeah. You know, kind of started thinking, no, um, the original debate was in my head was, is he better than Fedor Svechkov? And I was like, well, no. <laughs> is he a first rounder? Well, maybe. Um, so I have him just outside of the first right now, like mm-hmm. 34th on my board. Um, I just wasn't super impressed with him at the U18s. Can so, I, wait, sorry. Can I, can I jump in and I want to ask you a question? Are you, so you cover obviously, you know, Russian prospects, but uh, you also, you, you do rankings for the whole draft, right? Yeah. Are you harder on Russian prospects or do you think that you're a little more biased towards them? I'm not asking because I, you know, think it impacts your credibility in any way. I'm literally just curious. This year, I think I'm just hard on everybody. Uh, last year, if you looked at my board, I think you could definitely see that there was a little bit of bias for Russians. <laughs> Um, but this year, I think I kind of toned back on that. I don't think I'm too hard. Um, some people, I, I, I know a lot of people have Chibrikov higher than me, and I think that's totally fine. I had him high for most of the year um, just because his skill is great, his skating is great, all that offensive ability. Um, there's just a lack of consistency with him, um, especially in the MHL. I noticed it the most, which again is the league that they sh- these prospects should be doing the best in because it's the easiest competition. Um, but there was just a lack of effort there, a uh, lack of consistency. Um, so I, the more I watched of him, the more the defensive negatives were showing, uh, the more the uh, overhandling of the puck was showing, the more rush of the passes, um, and it just kind of slowly fell more and more on him. I could I could still definitely see him as a first rounder. And I wouldn't like if I saw him going like 21st overall or something, I wouldn't be like, oh that's a terrible pick or anything. Because mm-hmm. I really want to like him. I've been trying to like him all year long. He's <laughs> a super fun player, but I just don't know with him. Fair so enough. Fair enough. He uh he he shoots left, but he's actually gotten a, a pretty healthy amount of playing time at both wing spots. Is there is that like versatility that that scouts might like, or do you think that in the long run there's one uh, one side of the ice that he's going to kind of stick at and 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 find a home in, or or do you think that uh, he's going to try to be effective in both? Is that versatility raising his draft stock at all? 
Uh, I haven't been impressed with him when he's played on left wing. Um, I think he's a right winger through and through. Sure. I think teams will try to play him on the left wing anyways. I, it's not going to like make him the worst player or anything, but he's going to not have the same impact as he does on the right wing. Um, just playing the puck at the half wall, um, moving it down the wing. I think that when he's on the right side, he's much better. Um, he doesn't have the puck protection skills regardless. Like if he was, if he had it down the left wing, he, he couldn't protect the puck anyways that well because he's tiny. He gets crushed yeah. on the boards. Sure. Um, but I've, I've seen him better on the right wing. He's only played left wing. He played a bit of it uh, at the U18s and then maybe a bit in the VHL, but I've definitely like almost always seen him playing on the right wing. Just got to sneak in here real quick to talk to you guys today about Locker Room. It's the first social audio platform made for sports fans. This app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with fans, athletes, insiders, in real time about your favorite team or sport. Locker Room is a perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You'll find fans just like you on Locker Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to big news or rumors. You can even find Locked On hosts now across the MLB, NBA, and the NHL. We'll be joining the app a little more frequently soon uh so be sure to get started and we will meet you there go download the locker room the free locker room app should point that out it's free f-r-e-e currently available on all ios devices be sure to create a profile link your twitter and join the nhl group for the latest league updates i know you will find a ton of incredible rooms around your favorite teams and leagues and i can't wait to join you all on the app i'll be sure to get uh started and let you know when we are going to get rolling with those locker rooms again so download the locker room app today at locker room changing the way that we talk sports also going to talk to you guys today about Built Bar. Built Bar, it's the most delicious tasting protein bar on the market. We've been telling you guys that for about a year, year and a half now. Uh, if you don't know by now, well, then I don't know if I can help you, but I'm going to try at least one more time. Built Bar, they've got nine delicious flavors, plus the occasional limited time flavor. And when you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their faves. Uh, right now, the, the one I'm on this week, they sent me a new one in the, in the mail. Scotty, I don't know if you got this one. It was the grasshopper cookie. I don't know if they're going to be releasing that one uh, to people. I yet, haven't but. yet, but I've heard. I've heard through the grapevine, yeah. Ooh, yeah. I've probably been talking about it in the uh, in the group chats a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. That's one thing I like to do. You know, I like when I get the the gifts first from the sponsors. I like to rub it in everybody's <laughs> likes faces. to flex on them. And mm. when the built bar shipment comes in, Scott, you can attest to the people. I'm insufferable. Yeah, so no, it's true. It's true. Uh, he definitely, uh, and then it ends up on his Twitter and or just within the group chat of pictures <laughs> of them, yes. Now, uh, most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, and only four grams of net carbs. Uh, go to BuiltBar.com right now. Use the promo code LOCK15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and you'll get 15% off of your next of your first order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Fender off gives him the business. Do you, so like you also mentioned the Pims earlier. Is that I mean, like he is like no stranger to the penalty box, like at all. I mean, his uh when I when I was looking up numbers for him, like his U16 year, he had a hundred Pims in 24 games. Like that's that like the next highest on the team was 60 something. Like, is that a a concern for the next level? Is that just him being a uh a young and physical dude? Is that something he's improved upon, or, or how does that really affect his draft stock? I don't think it's too much of an issue. Um, I can't say that I saw him in the U or the U sixteen level. I, yeah, yeah, sure. I have no idea how to even watch those games. <laughs> yeah, I can't. Ima- I can't either. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
I just think that he gets caught in bad, like bad timing. Um, he got like in the VHL this year. I'm sure he's like over like 40 penalty minutes, but yeah, he got like a yeah. he got, like a 20 minute misconduct in one game for kneeing. So that's kind of well. That'll it was, do like, it. <laughs> it was like his first game too. So he had 20 penalty minutes in one game. <laughs> that'll do it. Yeah, that'll. Yes, do it. Yeah, yeah, a good Detroit Lions. <laughs> yeah, for real, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. So I just since I can't like say for sure what those penalty minutes came from, um, it could have <laughs> been. It's the year 16. This is kind of one. No, it's, yeah, it was more just like it's uh, as. Yeah, like if it's not a, a style of play thing and it's just, you know, like if half of those this year came off one penalty, then like it's not nearly as big of a deal as maybe the box score shows, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Now, uh, watching him on tape in the offensive zone is like watching one clip on repeat. He's driving the net front. He's in love with the net front, with the puck, without the puck. It doesn't matter. That's his game plan. How do you think that this translate to the next level? And do you see him being able to kind of do those things in high danger areas like he's able to now? He'll need to add strength for sure. Um, he's five foot ten. He's doesn't weigh much at all. Um, so he will face more issues playing against you know tougher competition in the khl i've seen him just not really he plays a lot more passively there um he'll skate around uh the walls a bit more um kind of more relaxed with skating into the dangerous areas just because he'll get crushed really uh no way around that um so if he can't have that size i still think he has the great ability to be a perimeter player uh, just kind of circle the zone. He could go over and over because he's that good of a skater. I saw in like the MHL, he went in a circle like three times and just no one could stop him because <laughs> he's just that good. <laughs> um, but I mostly see him be a perimeter player unless he does make a big jump in size. Sure. Yeah, the uh, the only other thing I, I kind of want to ask about him is is defensively. I mean, he's a he's a like you mentioned, he's a good skating. Um, at, at some levels over there, relatively physical uh, player that in general, I feel like could lead to a decent profile for a defensive winger, but, but him specifically, how do you think his defense fares? Not good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he like is so inconsistent with everything on the ice. Um, that's kind of difficult to get a good read on his defensive play. Like you could watch two games of him and see a great two-way forward, and you could watch two other games and think, "Well, was he even playing in the defensive zone?" <laughs> um, so I don't think moving forward, like that defensive game is going to become anything like above average. I just like to see him kind of be like uh, replacement you know, level competent. defender. Yeah, yeah. replacement <laughs> level is competent, and I haven't seen that yet. Um, but obviously has a skating ability. Um, he's a smart player. Um, so if he can just pick his spots, uh, position himself, keep him with his body in front, force play out wide a bit more. And then if he adds that physicality, then he can go for pins um, and just get a bit more aggressive. I feel like Russian, maybe this is not correct, but I feel like Russian hockey players are like always just a bit more complicated than a lot of other hockey players like they and it's not like in anything crazy way but it's like 
they have three, they have like four minor deficiencies instead of one glaring deficiency, you know, like, and, and it'll be like, oh, and he likes to knee people in the ribs sometimes. And, uh, you know, oh, sometimes he doesn't like to go in the defensive zone at all. Like there's a, it's like when you're a kid and your sister's like, don't come in my room. You're like, I'm not in my room. Um, you know, that's how he treats the defensive zone. So uh, would you agree with that kind of assessment that, that Russian players for whatever reason are, are typically seem to be a little bit more uh, complex in, in their deficiencies in that sense? Absolutely. Um, you look at a league like the MHL and it's not good. Um, you have maybe like six good teams in each division and they don't do cross division at all. Um, you there's a lack of forechecking in the league entirely. You have maybe one or two players in the whole league that'll forecheck. Um, they don't play defense. Um, they they're coming against especially these top draft prospects. They're coming against defensemen that you know barely know how to play hockey at this point. <laughs> um, and I'm being harsh, but it's just like that's kind of how it is when you watch it. You can't like yeah get past, you like you'll see teams. Uh, like Sakhalin, they they're in the Western Conference, and they're on the they're the eastest area of Russia, but they're in the West. <laughs> they're on an island, so oh, the wow. quality of the team is god awful. But you'll see Nikita Chibrikov play them, and it's like, oh, he's doing really well against them. <laughs> but what can I take from this game? And it's just nothing. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of the issue with Russians is that for how many good players they have coming through the system, the system itself sucks. Uh, <laughs> the MHL is, uh, they need to get rid of some of the teams because they just have dead weight. Um, if they had, you know, got rid, of, got rid of 10 teams, they'd see a huge uh, increase in the competition level. And that's going to be a much better developmental league. But right now it's, you get a lot of these flawed players. Yeah. Sure. Interesting. All right. Gerrymandering, not just a, an issue with U.S. <laughs> politics, also an issue with uh, Russian semi-pro, amateur, junior, my, junior, junior. junior league uh, hockey. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball is in full swing. The NHL playoffs are heating up, and so are the NBA playoffs as well. You can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC MMA action. I tell you what, Scotty, one thing I wish I would have done, put a little money on the Montreal Canadiens to beat the Winnipeg Jets once or twice, at least throughout yeah. the series. They smacked them up four times. That could have been some good money. I'm sure there were some pretty good odds on there, even better odds at Bet Online. Uh, so before the next pitch, before the next puck drop, before the next jump ball, head on over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device. Check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Do not sit on the sidelines anymore. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit when you use our promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Also got to talk to you guys today about Wealthfront stonks, memes, rocket ships. Day training can be a lot of fun. But if you want to grow your long-term wealth and uh, make it to the moon, you should open up a Wealthfront investment account today. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences that you control. 
Wealthfront can even help you lower the taxes you pay as you invest. For the average client, their tax loss harvesting can cover more than the low annual 0.25% advisory fee. Wow, that's it? Just 0.25%? Stealing from these folks. Best of all, it's automatic. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free for life by going to wealthfront.com slash lot.nhl. So to get that first $5,000 managed for free for life, Go to wealthfront.com slash lockdown NHL. That's whiskey, Echo, Alpha, Lima, Tango, Hotel, Foxtrot. Uh, the R is tripping me up again. What's the R? R, Oscar, November, Tango.com slash lockdown NHL. To start growing your savings, go to wealthfront.com slash lockdown NHL and get started today. All right, back to Dylan Griffey. Let's go to play in this period. Uh, all right, let us move into Fedor Svechkov, uh, center wing, lot of Togliati, six foot zero, 180 pounds, shoots left handed. He's ranked 41 on McKean's, 13th on elite prospects, 17 on Dauber prospects. Uh, where do you kind of have him fitting in? Is he your, your top Russian prospect? Yeah, I have him ranked. He's my first ranked Russian prospect. I have him, I think, 13th right now. So matching with elite prospects. Um, yeah, I love him. <laughs> well, the uh, take us into it a little bit. What do you love specifically about his game? What does he bring to the table that makes you think he's somebody that can go in the lottery? Uh, so well, I guess it's not technically in the lottery. Get drafted by a non-playoff team. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, probably the best defensive forward in this class. Um, Matthew Beniers might have – uh it over him but just it's close between those two um which you don't really expect out of a russian forward especially one that's young yeah um they don't play defense there as i said before uh he scans super well in the defensive zone he makes good reads he positions himself super well um really good center uh can push play forward offensively he played for a lot of togliati in the vhl and they're not a good team at all um, so you kind of, he was getting called upon to do a lot by himself and he was doing it. Um, there was issues like he wasn't completing a lot of passes, his, like the passing metrics that I tracked were like below average. And that's just kind of because he's making these advanced offensive reads and his teammates just don't know what to do with that. <laughs> <laughs> so he's kind of like playing, he's, it's like he was uh, playing in a like peewee league and just, <laughs> he's gonna make a pass to this player and the player just skates away because they don't know what they're doing really um and it's the same thing i was in the mhl because uh lottie also not a good team um so him just doing everything by himself and doing it successfully was kind of what rose him up my board he's a super good um puck handler he gets out of tight spaces, really good problem solver. He'll get two, even three defensemen over to him or opposition players over to him. And then he'll make one move, open up space, get a pass out. And then that'll lead to good things for his team. Um, he can do things on his own. He has a good shot, um, good passer, even if the accuracy isn't there just because he can't really do anything else. It's all in the other players hands um he there's some a little bit of issue with his dynamic play i haven't seen it be enough 
like if he's trying to evade a defenseman in a one-on-one situation, that's kind of where he struggles a bit more. He'll overhandle the puck sometimes. Um, that's just one thing that kind of, as the year progressed, got better. Um, he went back to the MHL for like the last two games of the season because the VHL season already ended. And there was a lot of those issues of just trying to do way too much himself, um, which I don't care too much about because, again, it's a bad team and he's a really good player. He's not an MHL-level player. He's borderline KHL. Mm-hmm. Um, so him trying to do a lot, to me, isn't really a negative. It's more of a positive to me. So you you talk about, obviously, you, you mentioned your your uh, your opinion of, of the MHL and kind of some of the teams that are – that are in there, but his first stint when he started the season there, he, he tore through it. I, I mean, he absolutely dominated it. Was that super important to his draft stock or was that kind of just like expected? And we were just kind of like, Oh, we're waiting for him to get to the VHL at this point. But, but do you think that him kind of, kind of dominating truly the way that he did at the beginning there was, was super, you know, good for scouts to see over here? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think last year it was more of he was just defense first. Um, and then you kind of question the offense. And this year he just kind of put that all to rest. Um, the thing with that, though, is that he played in the Eastern Division of the MHL. And that's kind of known for being the one that nobody cares about. Sure. Like NHL sure. Just don't watch it. Um, because <laughs> oh, that's good. Who wants to go to Eastern Russia? That's where like nothing is. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, it's obviously good for him and then good for his development. Um, he had that quick VHL call up and then play there the whole season um, and uh, show that he is, has the ability to be an offensive forward as well. Sure. So that he's got the defensive game. Um, his playmaking is terrific. His hockey IQ uh, is very high. Um, just in general, how do you see like it? I feel like if he puts it all together, like he could be the best prospect in this class. Like he, it feels like enough of the tools are there. Maybe he's not. Um, I mean, you you already called him the the best uh, defensive player in this class, but if he can bring that playmaking uh, to the next level, he could end up being one of the most complete players. Uh, would you agree with that? I guess what is what does he have to do to get there, and is there anything currently lacking? Uh, on the offensive side of the puck that makes you think he might not get there. Yeah, I agree that he's going to be, I think he'll be one of the most complete players. Um, I think you look at the players that are going to get drafted above him, like Kent Johnson comes to mind, who is an all-skill player. And then there's defensive side. It's like, where is he? Um, Mm. So you have kind of those skill players. And then there's Fetchkov, who is dominating both sides of the puck. Um, To really get like hone in on that offensive skill. I think that he just needs to uh, work on being a bit more dynamic. Um, I, his skating, I like to see that improve. He's not super quick, um, but that'll be something that he can work on in the next few years. Um, and then the big positive with him is that he's going to uh, play for Scott St. Petersburg next year. Uh, he got traded. So he'll probably start in the VHL with them, which is already much better because they're a better team than Lada. Um, and then he'll get KHL chances probably. Um, totally, I don't have a KHL team anymore. So 
with them, he would have been stuck playing in the VHL with their crappy team. <laughs> um, so now he gets a bit more chances with them. It's obviously going to help his development. Um, playing on the same team now as Shiverkov, Mitchkov, all of them. They have so many uh, talented prospects on that team. Um, and they're obviously known for producing great talents as well. So that's obviously going to help them develop more. That'll be uh, very fun to watch. Now, um, he is – because of that defensive game, do you see him, like, kind of for sure panning out as a center in the NHL? Like, are you, are you pretty sure that's where he ends up? Yeah, I, I don't see him not becoming a third-line center. And then, like, that's kind of where, like, the base is. I think that he can uh, – if things in his development continue going well – he can maybe shoot up to be a second line center but i think when you draft him you look at him and you see okay we know that in two three years we have our third line center right here sure can you just one of the last things i wanted to ask you so you talked about his defense um just everywhere you go people are are drooling over his defense like i i mean the word like elite and and one per like i had one guy say generational like the 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 defensive side of the puck is 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 clearly his strong suit right what can you just talk about specifically what makes him so effective defensively and what kind of puts him um like above the rest of the forwards in this class when it comes to his defensive game yeah so um what he does really well is he scans. He'll circle back two, three times. Uh, he covers for his defensemen. He covers for everyone on the ice, really. Um, he's taking the responsibility of four other players, and he's succeeding with it. Um, he really keeps his body in front and then gets a stick out wide to force the play wide, and then he attacks there. Um, he loves puck battles. He gets in there, gets the puck out really fast. Um, just constantly involved, super, super smart. Um, just, I haven't seen a flaw in his defensive game yet. Um, I, I wouldn't go as far as say generational. That, <laughs> that's that works, That's tall. Yeah, that's tall. That word that's scares tall. me, but <laughs> I, <laughs> I do think his too. defensive game is just super, super good. <laughs> and based on, I mean, basically based on everything we've heard, this kind of seems like a guy that would be right up. Steve Eichmann's alley uh, or, or the Red Wings alley, just like that defensively responsible. Um, Jeff Blashill's alley. Yeah, yeah, right up Jeff Blashill's alley. So <laughs> I, I definitely think that regardless of where he goes, I think that Red Wings fans are going to want to keep an eye on Fedor Svechkov. Where uh, you're with Elite Prospects, thank you so much for joining us today. But we want to give you some time to plug your upcoming work, plug your past work. Where can people learn more about these guys, read up on them uh, from you? Uh, so you can follow me on Twitter uh, at Griffin Dillon. I post a bunch of MHL stuff. I stay up until like 4 a.m. when the seasons are going. So <laughs> if there's any names that, you, that you've heard, I probably have clips of them posted there. Um, if you talk to Dylan during the season, he just speaks exclusively Russian. <laughs> I, I tried to learn Russian for a little bit and then I, I quit because I didn't, I just couldn't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's probably a hard one to learn. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have, I think I'm going to be dropping rankings soon. Uh, my personal list. Um, I have some articles out, uh, covered the U18 roster on EP ringside. And then I did a whole piece on Matt Vay Mitchkov, uh, 
breaking down his season. That was my last article for Dauber Prospects. Um, but yeah, Twitter, at Griffin Dillon. I post everything on there, my whole data sets, all that jazz. Yeah, lots of uh, awesome data sets. You have the, uh, you have like 10 different categories in your, uh, was that public tableau? Yeah. Is, is that how you say it? Look, look at me go. Yeah. Tableau, tableau. <laughs> uh, lots of great information outside of, you know, just, just written analysis. Like there's lots of, uh, lots of data, lots of a little bit of everything clips. Um, so go check him out, go check out his work, sign up for an EP ringside subscription. It's a billion times worth it, especially during this time of year uh, and go check out some of his work. Dylan, thank you so much for uh, coming on the show today. Uh, unfortunately, we're a little under the gun. We got scouting coming in right after you. I said, hey, we'll send you the invite in just a second. Uh, we're on with Dylan Griffin. He said, oh, no, not Dylan Griffin. So uh, <laughs> that guy. <laughs> oh, man, that's fantastic. All right. Well, thank you so much, man. We would uh, love to have you back on the show sometime. We always love talking draft. I love talking Russians. Um, so we, we definitely love to have you back on. And, and thanks so much for yeah, uh, joining us you. today. All right, that'll do it for today's episode with Dylan Griffin. Thank you so much again to everybody who chose to join us today. We've got more great draft stuff coming up. If this is your first episode joining us for the draft coverage, go back in time. We've got Luke Hughes on Monday, Kent Johnson last Friday, uh, some more prospects uh, earlier in the week last week. Lots of great stuff coming up, lots of great stuff in the past. So subscribing is the only way to make sure that you do not miss out on a single episode and to make sure that you are the smartest fan on draft day, uh, when it comes to your, your little draft party that you got going on be like, yeah, I've heard of that guy. Yeah. You know, he's not very good on the power play, but he, he, he can do this and that. And everybody's gonna be like, Holy crap, dude, how do you know that? And you're gonna be like, well, I listen to lockdown Red Wings hashtag draft season. Um, so that's, that's pretty much it. What do you got Scotty to lead us off? Uh, give us a tiger's prediction for tonight. Ooh, Who's um, it's Maddie boy, Maddie buckets. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with four two tigers. There we go. Follow me on Twitter at Nolan Bianchi. Follow Scotty on Twitter at Bentley Scotty, uh, and we'll see you back here tomorrow, same time, same place. It's your team every day. You're locked on Red Wings. Your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.